0: Good afternoon, everybody. It's Brother Scott with Thy Word of True Ministries. Hey, it's Friday. The weekend is finally here. The work week is done. And we're looking forward to the weekend. I'm so glad you joined us here today. I'm so thankful that God is faithful, which is what RTGIF stands for. And I'm glad you're joining us today either by live stream on Facebook or listening to our podcast. We got a great devotion here today. So don't go nowhere. Stick around. We'll be right back. And again, welcome to Faithful Friday here at Thy Word is True Ministries. I'm Brother Scott. Thank you again so much. If you join us live on Facebook or if you listen to us by our podcast, we thank you so much for your subscription. And trust that you'll take the Word of God as we give it, and you also give it out into this world. Amen. Got a little background music playing today. I don't know if you can hear it or not. It's the Phillips family. And uh, I want to hear some some music here in the background so it's not so dead to me when I'm here by myself. (laughs) Amen. Oh, man, we're looking forward to today, and we're looking forward to the weekend. Man, a lot of good things about to happen this weekend. I'm so excited for that. Now, I know if you live here in Louisville, it shows a little bit of rain for tomorrow, but you know what? Don't let that discourage you. You just go on without your day. I'm sure God will take care of all that stuff anyhow. Amen. Hey, if you're joining us live on Facebook, do us a couple of favors. If you would, please, make sure you click like and share. That little icon there, not on the screen, but on your uh, page there, like, and then share this video on your Facebook page, and together we can share the Word of God out to this untruthful world. Amen, which is our purpose Here at Thy Word is True Ministries, taking the truth of God's Word out into an untruthful world. Because we know, especially in today's time... The world definitely needs the truth. I like what Jesus said, that, that, that you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And that's the blessing of being saved. It's a blessing knowing Christ our Savior is we are free from sin. Amen. And so uh, help us with that, if you would, here on Facebook. And, of course, if you're listening by podcast, share this podcast with somebody. Encourage someone also to join it and listen to it as well. and be a blessing, and we appreciate that. Amen. So looking at the weekend ahead, well, personally, I've got some things that I want to do. My brother's on here with us right now. He knows what I'm about to say. I'm about to, say. Uh, I'm about to uh, s- uh, smoke or cook my first brisket uh, tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to that later today, this evening. Uh, we're going to prep it. We're going to trim it and uh, get it seasoned and ready to go, and then we're going to throw it on the smoker tomorrow for 10 hours. Let that bad boy just roast and i'm looking forward to that and uh cannot wait my mouth is actually watering right now talking about it i cannot wait to dive into that thing tomorrow uh so it's going to be fun and then we got some other things going on too so but uh I mean, getting getting into this smoking meat, man. I just want to kind of sit around the grill. I'll be honest with you, um, but again, as my brother said, if you're if you if you're if you're looking, you ain't cooking. So uh, we're just gonna let it be. But that's what we're doing tomorrow, and of course, making preparations for the Lord's Day on Sunday. And as always, I would love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear what your weekend plans are. Uh, but most importantly, I pray that they include the Lord in your plans. Amen. Uh, tomorrow morning, we put that that, that uh, brisket on the smoker. We're going to sit and read the Word of God, and we're going to share a devotion online as well. And so we're going to be live again tomorrow. I don't know what time yet. It'll be between uh, 7 and 8 is when we'll go live, when we put that thing on there. And then we're going to share uh, just some thoughts from the Psalms as uh as as personally i'm studying those as well too so uh, join us tomorrow as well if you want to that'd be great love to have you be a part of that as well we had a little bit of technical difficulties here when we got things started i don't know if you saw the screen go back and forth uh and then of course the music stopped and restarted i tell you this whole one man band thing uh doing this live uh stream and uh recording for my podcast as well it's just it's a lot to do with just one person, but hey, I have a blast doing it, and uh, we get it done. So, oh, exciting news uh, to share this with you! I've been I've been praying for God to help me to be a, uh, a door or an avenue for. Uh, other ministries to be able to come on uh come on our program here and to share their testimonies uh what god has blessed them and what they called them into the into the ministry for and then uh so we've had we've had some guests on here we've had the garcia families here with us uh from south texas we've had uh brother um brother and mrs farley brother eric and miss uh emily farley with us uh sharing their ministry and their testimony and uh I really enjoyed having these folks on. So, prayerfully, next Friday, next Faithful Friday, next week, uh, we're going to have a friend of mine, Pastor Matthew Thrower will be with us on that day as uh, we sit down and we talk about how the Lord's used him in his life, talk about his testimony and his church. He's pastor at Sturgis Baptist Church down in Sturgis, Kentucky, and uh, looking forward to having him with me and uh, be able to share his story with everyone, uh, especially those that are listening to our podcast as well that might be looking for a good church home down near Sturgis, Kentucky. So uh, tune in with us next Faithful Friday next week. 12 o'clock noon, Pastor Matthew Thrower will be on here with us. And um, we'll just, again, we're just going to have a time of fellowship and a good time and share his testimony as well. Pray for him and his wife. They're about to have their first baby girl. Amen. Uh, She's about to come into this world any moment now. We're praying and excited for them. And so if you lift them up in prayer, I know they would greatly appreciate that too. So again, next week here on Faithful Friday, Pastor Matthew Thrower will be with us. And uh, we're looking forward to having him. On our program. Let's get to the Psalm of the Day. Psalm of the Day, as uh, we look in the Word of God, I'm trying to find Psalms that have the word truth in it and seeing how many of the Psalms kind of relate to what we're doing here on our program uh, and here with our ministry. And that word is True Ministries. And man, there's a lot of uh, depth knowledge of the word truth in the book of Psalms. Amen. But I've also found that there's more depth knowledge of the word truth as you go through Proverbs and then as you get into the New Testament. So we may do more than just the psalm of the day. We may just get to the point where we're going to do a verse of the day and change that up a little bit. But I like the psalm of the day, and we're going to stick with that for a little bit. But today's psalm comes out of Psalm 25 and verse number 5, where the word of God says, "...lead me in thy truth, and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation, on thee do I wait all the day." and i'm thankful that god's truth is something that we can be leaned up, that we can lean upon and that can teach us all truth in our life And teach us all ways And how we're to walk For God is our salvation Amen There's no other salvation Given to us But only through Jesus Christ And as it says that We will wait upon Him When you wait upon God It's amazing The things God does In your life Sometimes we get A little anxious Sometimes we say Well I want to just Take care of this on my own And what's the problem When you do that You mess it up Amen I know I've been I've been saved For almost 25 years now Actually almost 26 years Come to think about it uh, I've been saved for almost 25 years. Um, I've been serving God now, probably for 20 years, almost 21 years here in my church. And in these years that I have been serving God, I've realized that the more I wait upon God for Him to come through on things that need to get done, the better off I am. Amen. But when we get impatient, when we're like, man, I've got to do this right now. God, I just pray you help me along the way sometimes God will intervene as you proceed, but there's other times that God's really trying to tell you to wait. And when you get impatient and you don't wait upon God, God's like, okay, see how you do on your own. And he, you know, it's, it's not that he wants, he's not out to hurt us. He knows what's best for our life, but he tries to teach us. Amen. I'm thankful that as the Psalm says that we need to ask God to lead me in all the truth and teach me. Sometimes that teaching is for God just to let us do it on our own so we can realize, hey, we cannot do it without him. Amen? So that's your psalm of the day. I hope that helps you out a little bit today as we embark on this weekend. Our devotion today, we're going to be looking at a lot of scripture. So I don't actually have a, a base scripture we're going to bounce off of. Uh, but I will ask you, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of 1 Corinthians Chapter number 3. 1 Corinthians Chapter number 3. We'll start there today. Uh, Actually, you can start anywhere in the Word of God, and it'll be good. Can I get an amen right there? (laughs) So we're going to be in the book of 1 Corinthians Chapter 3, and we're looking in two questions here. We're we're answering these questions. Where is God's house, and where does he live? Now, if you're a true born-again believer, a child of God, you already know the answers to these questions, but even... Even a lot of Christians out there who are saved still don't know the exact answer to these questions. When I ask somebody where's God's house, is they think of the first thing they come, they think about the building, the church building that they go to and say, well, that's God's house. Well, yes, that is God's house. That's a house of worship. That's a place we go to for worship. But where does he live? You know, where is God's house? Where does he live? One of the, the amazing teachings of God's word is the fact that an omnip, not omnipotent, but omnipresent and all everywhere God, he's everywhere at the same time, has chosen to abide in a certain place throughout human history. And it's interesting as we look at the scriptures today on the reasoning for the purpose. The purpose of that is to fellowship with man accomplish his purposes, and bring glory to himself. So where has God lived in the past? And where does he live today? To answer these questions, I believe, let's trace together God's abode throughout history until the present day. Now, if you look through history in the word of God at creation, he lived in Adam at creation. Amen? In around 1437 BC, he lived in the tabernacle. Uh, I like these dates, and these are just approximate dates. They may not be exact, but in in 937 B.C., he lived in the temple. Amen. In 563 B.C., the temple is destroyed. So where does God live? Amen. In 516 B.C., the temple is rebuilt. In 45 B.C., Herod's temple is built. At the incarnation of Jesus, he was the perfect temple, by the way. Amen. God lived in his son. And today, hey, listen now, God lives in the believer. Now his abode, his place, his house, his place of residence, where he lives is inside of you and me. Man, think about that. Every time you go to church and look around, what do you see? Preferably you see other believers, amen? You see God's house, God's abode, and you see God's temple. Not the building in general, but the people of God. As we looked in 1 Corinthians, I want you to look at chapter chapter number 3, and I want you to look at verse 16. This is one of the many verses we're going to look at today to help us answer these questions on where is God's house and where does he live. In verse 16 of 1 Corinthians 3, the word of God says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? You know, Paul asked this question to the Corinthians. You know, he wrote the letters to the Corinthians who had a lot of issues. And as I look at the Corinthian church, I look at the church today and say, we have a lot of issues, amen? And we have things that we've kind of let go on to the side, and we have things that we don't even think about or even, even talk or preach about anymore. But I like the question that, that that Paul gives here, know ye not. It's like, don't you know that ye are the temple of God? Don't you know that the Spirit of God lives in you? He's reminding them as believers, as children of God, that's where God's house is. It's inside of us. And he lives in us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, Paul writes, "What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God and ye are not your own?" Man, I could tell you what, I could take a whole segment on that verse alone and probably will never get done till Jesus comes again. Amen. Ye are not your own. Hey, throughout history, God has moved. Why? He doesn't want to live in a dirty house. God doesn't want to live in a house that becomes dirty. And let me explain this to you. Don't, don't leave me. Don't, don't turn me off just yet. I have some exciting news for you when I think about this. First, before we, before we look at that, we're going to go back to Matthew chapter number 21. Take your Bibles, and let's go back to Matthew and review Matthew 21. And verses 12 through 17 is what we're looking at. And I want you to see this here. Amen. We're going to find an interesting fact, something we know. It's a familiar story. Not story, but it's a familiar fact and it's something we probably have heard time and time again, especially when it's leading up to the crucifixion of Jesus. But listen to it again. In verse 12 of Matthew 21, Jesus, this is Jesus' second purification of the temple. When Jesus entered into the, When Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer. But ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple, saying, Hosanna to the son of of David, they were sore displeased. And said unto him, Hearest thou what what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, <laughs> yea, he says, I hear them, listen now. Have you, have you never read out of the mouths of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? In verse 17, and he left them and went out in the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. So we find here Jesus in Herod's temple actually driving out the money changers, all the people that were turning it into a place of merchandise, a place of a, like more like a storefront in front of the house of God. That's like if I asked, you know, like, I don't know uh, a restaurant. We have a big lawn out in front of our of our church. Amen. That's like if we had if we had somebody out there that sold uh, uh, some type of merchandise or Amazon put a store out here in our front lawn in front of the church. That's what was kind of basically going on here during this time. And Jesus, with with righteous indignation, with righteous anger, he overturned the t- the fraudulent money changers' tables. Why did he do this? Because he didn't want to abide, hey, in a dirty house. Why does God move? He doesn't want to live in a dirty house. Why did Jesus do what he did in the temple? He doesn't want to abide in a dirty house. Now, let's come to where he abides today. He abides in me, and he abides in you. And if you're like I am, our first reaction to, to that would probably say, why would God live in me? I'm a sinner. I'm not clean. How can he abide in me Remember, the Bible says, for all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. And if God's a holy God, God's a just God. He cannot be around sin, nor can sin enter into his presence. So why would God live in a dirty house? Well, here's the greatest news for us Christians. Amen? This is where it really gets exciting. This is where I, I'm about to shout praise and glory to God. Here's the reason why God chooses to abide in us, even though we're still sinners, even though we'll get dirty from time to time, even though we don't stay clean. Hey, here it is. He has cleansed us with the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Woo! There it is right there. There it is. When did he do this? He did it at salvation. Remember that psalm we were just talking about? Thou art the God of my salvation. You cannot get saved any other way than that through the blood of Jesus, who, which is the atonement for all sin. Amen? This is all based on that atoning work that Jesus did at Mount Calvary. It is an eternal work based on grace, hallelujah, and not on our works or anything that we have done, but entirely on on him he paid the price in full i'm thankful that salvation was just not a down payment amen church i'm thankful that when jesus paid it he paid all he said it is finished the work has been completed now that we are saved notice this what jesus says in john 14 verses 16 and 17 he says this and i will pray the father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth it, knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, here it is, and shall be in you. Well, Brother Scott, you said that God lives in me. Hey, God is a Trinity God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. And since Jesus has to be ascended into heaven to prepare a place for all who put their faith and trust in him, he has a work that he's still doing. He leaves us with the Holy Spirit, the third person in the triune of God. Now, notice that the Holy Spirit is not only with you in this verse. He is in you. I'm thankful for that. God the Father sees us complete in the Son, Jesus Christ. And this is an eternal matter. Amen. This is something that is forever in the changed life of every Christian and every believer. Now, at the rapture, we'll even get our glorified body. Now, this is where we'll never be dirty ever again. Hallelujah. Sin will be completely abolished out of our life. We will shed off this corruption, as the Bible says, and with our, more, with our glorified bodies, we'll put on in corruption where we will ever be clean and in the presence of God Almighty. I like what Romans says in Romans chapter 12. Listen to this here. In chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it really makes sense now that I think about it. Paul writes, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Man, I'm thankful that he saved us. It is his body, not ours. Amen? He paid the price to purchase us, to redeem us, and praise God to give us eternal life. Why does God live in us, even though we're sinners? Because we have been cleansed by the blood of his son. It is our responsibility, our duty, not to be conformed to this world. We are transformed. Amen? We have been purchased, we've been bought, we have been pulled out of this wicked world and put into the presence of Almighty God. And now we're walking a path that is righteous and right and not doing things that we shouldn't be doing. That doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. That doesn't mean we're not going to sin. We're probably going to sin sometime in our life. But because of salvation, because of the Holy Spirit that is in us, He is constantly teaching us, guiding us, directing us and praise god cleansing us when we ask for forgiveness it's our responsibility and duty not to be conformed to this world but we are to be transformed and only god can do that because remember god doesn't want a dirty house amen he wants a purified house he wants a sanctified house he wants a righteous house and that only happens when you are saved by the blood of jesus amen so We can answer those questions boldly and confidently now. Where is God's house? It's right here in my body. I am the temple of the living God, as the word of God says. Amen. So where does he live? He lives within my heart. Praise God for the wonders and the amazing grace we have from the word of God and from the precious blood of Jesus who saved us and sanctified us and sealed us Unto the day of redemption. Here's a great assignment for us for the upcoming week. I want you to enjoy your weekend and I want you to take the opportunity to make sure that you have God in the plans for your weekend. But as this upcoming week begins to approach upon us, here's a great assignment for us. Start every day reflecting on this great truth that it's not my body but His. Throughout the day, count on His presence in your life and when you do, make sure you glorify him. <laughs> Praise God. Man, I'm going to have to share this again on Sunday for our Sunday Reflections just so that we can make sure that we have the week that we're supposed to have when God blesses us every day because he lives within us. The Holy Spirit teaches us the truths of the word of God. He guides us in every step of our life. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding and in all thy ways acknowledge him And he will direct thy path. What that means is we're to reflect on him every day, to understand that his presence is with us every day. And knowing this, he'll direct our paths. We will glorify God because of it. Hmm. Man, I tell you, I don't know what that does for you, but I know it does a lot for me to realize that I have a God who loves me no matter what I do. And it doesn't give me a ticket to sin. But what it does, it seals me to the day of redemption to know, as the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, that if I confess my sin, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us, I like that word cleanse, of all unrighteousness. Hey, God doesn't like a dirty house. And I don't know about you, but, you know, do you like your house to be dirty that you live in? No. So... Knowing this, where is God's house? It's in our body. Where does he live? In our heart. Let's do our best to keep it clean. What I mean by that? Well, Faithful Friday is all about remaining faithful to God every day of our life. And one way we can continue to do that is that don't let sin stack up in your life. Don't let sin, when it does creep in, and we do fall into that trap, don't let it stack pile, but immediately confess it before God. And he'll cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Amen. At His Faithful Friday today. And I trust that through the rest of this day, through the weekend, that we're still faithful to God because he is always faithful to us. Amen. Join us next week. Don't forget Brother Matthew Thrower. Lord willing, if this changes, we'll let you know. But he'll be with us next Faithful Friday at 12 noon. Looking forward to this interview. You don't want to miss out and meet this wonderful man of God. And I pray that you'll join us next week right here on Faithful Friday. God bless. Let God help you. Most importantly, let God direct you. We'll see you next time. How Jesus died to save a world that's lost. Up on Calvary, he cried, I know the truth. He rose again. This man, he was all gone. And our God, he was all